Welcome to the Arts Armory. It's Women's History Month, so throughout the month, I'm going to be going through some female artists that you may have heard of or maybe you haven't. Throughout art history, and really throughout history itself, the contributions of women have not been given the same prominence as those of their male counterparts. Women often do go overlooked or forgotten, which make their breakthroughs, their strides, and their accomplishments all that more amazing. Today, I'm going to be talking about one of my personal favorites. Pardon my French accent or lack thereof. French artist Elizabeth Louise Viget Lebrun, pictured here in a self-portrait, naturally holding a palette and paintbrushes, because artist. This self-portrait is very much like the rest of her work, of which there are over 800 pieces, and they can be seen in some of the world's most famous museums, including the Louvre and closer to home here at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. As far as assigning her to a particular movement, her work really is sort of coming down from the high of Rococo, waning into neoclassical art. She was born in Paris in 1745 and received some of her first art instruction from her portraitist father. She continued to have an interest in art and eventually pursued it as a career herself. Despite art and portraiture not really being a woman's job at the time, I think it's pretty safe to say that she was quite successful. Throughout her career, she painted mostly landscapes and portraits. She is perhaps best known for her portraiture. Among the many aristocrats, dignitaries, and celebrities of the time who commissioned her for their portraits, she was the personal portraitist for the Queen of France at the time, Marie Antoinette. She painted over 30 portraits of the Queen and of her children. When the French Revolution came about and the royal family was arrested, Vigée Lebrun, as would anybody, feared for her life and voluntarily went into exile. Thankfully, though, this exile did not result in a collapse of her career. Over the next 12 years, in her exile from France in the aftermath of the French Revolution, fearing for her safety, as she was close with the royal family and the nobility, she continued to paint portraits for aristocratic clients in countries such as Italy, Russia, and Austria. In 1802, she returned to France, but would continue her tour throughout Europe, painting throughout Europe for most of the rest of her life. She was accepted into multiple artistic academies in many cities. A feat of accomplishment for anyone, but especially so for a woman at the time. As much as one could try, and try they did, one would be hard-pressed to say that she didn't have exactly the amount of skill and talent, if not even more, than her male counterparts of the time. Among the many things that I really do love about her work, I think one of my favorites is that she takes these female figures and really seems to give them a sense of individual power. The female figure has always been and will continue to be a primary subject for art and artists. In this, her work does not deviate from that of her male counterparts at the time. But while some portraiture can appear stagnant and almost half dead, she really brings these people that she's painting, that are sitting for her paintings, and brings them to life. In a time when women, 
especially those in the aristocracy, were meant merely to sit and look pretty. She recognized that women were more than that, that they had personalities and character and full beings all by themselves, and she translated that into her paintings of them. As well she should, as she herself knew better, being a woman herself who overcame those adversities. In these paintings, her sitters ceased to be just someone's daughter or wife or mother whose title rendered them worthy of immortalization in paint. These are real flesh-and-blood people, and these paintings are tokens for us to remember them by. Her work truly is beautiful, as you can see here, but don't just take my word for it. Much of her work is available online, either in the collections of larger museums, such as the Metropolitan Museum of Art, or the Louvre Museum, and elsewhere. Make sure you like and subscribe to this channel so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for joining, and tune in again next time.